listening to the Lone Star Play podcast with your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Hey, y'all, and welcome to another episode of the Lone Star Play podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. As you've already heard from Austin music legend, Bob Schneider, who does our podcast intro. That is his voice, that sweet, buttery voice. Yeah, it sounds like me. It's not me. Okay, maybe it doesn't sound like me. I wish it sounded like me. Um, but anyway, let's jump into this episode. We have a wonderful guest. Jackson Kelly is his name. This is his second time on the podcast. He was on previously uh, last year in the spring, I believe. He moved to Hollywood during the pandemic when all the classes went virtual. And he got a couple role in some uh, commercials and some other projects. And I just thought that was such a fascinating story. So we spoke. Lo and behold, this young man has just, bam. I mean, what he's doing is absolutely incredible. I I'm just going to say it. He's sort of co-starring uh, in the show Lucky Hank with uh, Bob Odenkirk. Yes, that Bob Odenkirk from Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. Yeah, his new show, Lucky Hank, which produced by Peter Farley. You may re remember the Farley brothers making Dumb and Dumber. There's something about Mary, Kingpin. And as of late, Peter Farley has ventured uh, as a solo director, directing the Oscar winner, The Green Book, uh, and most recently, The Greatest Beer Run Ever that came out on Apple Plus with Zac Efron. So here's a sneak peek of Jackson Kelly and Lucky Hank. The president could sense the arrival of his chief of staff from the slight breeze the door makes when opened. And the president wished he would knock. And the chief of staff thought, I'm not the kind of guy who knocks and waits. And the president thinks, I wish he would wait. But the chief of staff ignores this. Cheese, American and feta, tuna, vodka from my office, olives, Dried berries. Uh, let's stop you there. Uh, any comments? I loved it. That's one. I loved it. How about any constructive criticisms? Going once, twice, moving on. I mean, you could you could say something. <clears throat> I've given you my thoughts before. I've just have a glance at your last story or the one before that. Okay, Jen, do you, you know, want to read? It spike some discussion if you offered something out loud. I don't think so. It could. So aside from that project, which we get into more uh, in this episode, he also starred in a Oscar-nominated short. That's right. It was nominated for an Oscar this year. It's called My Year of Dicks. Uh, great title. My Year of Dicks. Uh, he goes into more detail of how what that start what that project started as and where it ended up and of course uh, what a beautiful um, you know journey that that film went on and he's absolutely wonderful it's a hilarious but also sort of very profound journey and the short is available online so we'll have links to all of this uh, down below Lucky Hank My Year of Dick so you can check out his project so here's a quick sneak peek of that project as well dad i'm grounded And his third latest project that he's got coming out, he will be um, co-starring in a remake of Witch Mountain. Um, I almost said Blair Witch Mountain. I'm going to die out of here. It's not, that's not it. Uh, Witch Mountain, which, which stars Bryce Dallas Howard. Yes, Ron Howard's uh, young daughter. It's coming out on Disney+. Plus. Be looking for that soon. More details coming. He could only talk a little bit about it. And then he's got more projects coming. I mean, this kid is just on fire. Imagine just moving to Hollywood, and a year later, you just got all this stuff coming out. Jackson just has that thing, man. He's got that thing. And this kid is going to have a long, long journey. 
in Hollywood. So you're going to see him in all kinds of stuff. He's going to be a huge star. And look, Lucky Hank is is currently on AMC right now. So you can see Jackson uh, on, you know, on the tube, as we used to say, uh, currently. So anyway, enough of me babbling. Let's jump into this episode. Actor Jackson Kelly. Wonderful interview. Let's jump in. Are you guys shooting um, Lucky Hank right now? Is that what you're s- sort of currently in, or is all that stuff in the in the can? So right now we're just sort of doing like press for Lucky Hank. We filmed from like September through December of 2022, and um, now they're releasing the episodes like the old fashioned way, once a week. So you have to wait. So episode the two, old fashioned way. <laughs> you can't just binge it you can't just uh <laughs> you know like in the old days man when you had to the actually sit days. on your couch and uh wait or record it <laughs> you have to watch the commercials like it's brutal it's brutal um, <laughs> but uh no i mean it's also it's also on streaming but you gotta wait there as well every week so uh episode two just came out and so uh there's eight of them so uh just waiting for the rest of the the season they come out i watched both episodes last night man oh you did Uh, yeah dude so bro i don't even know where to start you're amazing in it really i i can't tell you like the pilot you it just starts off with you basically giving this i was like (laughs) i was like what the oh my god dude you you are a good actor because that is not you like that is not you right right? like it's like that character is so fun bro you play it so perfectly like it's Thanks, hilarious Thanks, and you're and you're going against this juggernaut bob odenkirk man like toe to toe just Dude. i mean bro great job tell me really. about it man he um he's the real deal like i i didn't know what to expect blowing it going in and i was just freaking blown away by his stuff and watching the show you know all those scenes that i don't get to film with him i'm experiencing it as an audience as a fan and he I feel like he really shines in this show as this character and he's just such a seasoned pro that like, dude, like that's just the goal one day is <laughs> be, be at that level. You know, he's, <laughs> he makes me look good. Like it's hard to look bad when you're acting across from a legend like him, but yeah, he's, he's great. Your only novel isn't even available at your own campus bookstore. You, you're here, you're here. The main piece of evidence is that you are here. The fact that you're here means you didn't try very hard in high school or for whatever reason, you showed very little promise. No, man, he he would say the same for you probably. You know, you guys are working off each other. I mean, it's that simple. If you're not giving it either, he can't really give anything good. Like, really, the whole cast. I really love every... Dude, All the different characters are great. They're great, man. So it's based off this book called Straight Man, written by Richard Russo. And... um he just wrote such a rich world. And I feel like it's a world that you don't really get to see a lot of in TV and film of like, you know, these college professors and sort of like their inner life. And it's just a really interesting perspective. And you're right. You've got all these weird, quirky (laughs) characters that are so like hyper specific and unique. And so you don't even really need that much plot. It's not a very plot-driven show. It's more about the characters and about the people. And you just throw those weird people in a room together and you just have fun watching watching what happens and those dynamics at play. Oh, yeah, man. And like I said, you play your character so well. Let, let's tell the audience a little bit about your character's name, kind of. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's not spoil anything too much. No, no, no. Really, okay. if they haven't seen it, I want people to see this show like it's really good man yeah 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 so my character i played a character named bartow bartow williams stevens is his full name but um (laughs) so in the book his character's name is leo and the other night we were at the premiere and uh the writer paul lieberstein who's also the showrunner his wife came up to me and was like do you know why your character's name is bartow and i'm like no, I never thought about that. And she was like, well, that's our cat's name. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and so they decided <laughs> to name the character after their cat. Because I'd never heard that name, Bartow. Me neither. Um, I've never heard that name. I like it. It's kind of cool. Um, it, fit, it fits your character. Perf- <laughs> like he would have a name like course, so pretentious so... <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? Like, of right. course, his name's Bartow. Like, 
Yeah, that just fuels his ego even more. He's like, I'm oh. the world's only Barto. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. He thinks he's even more special that way. But totally. yeah, that's that's a huge part of this character if, of what you're tapping into. Is like he's definitely a product of how his parents raised him to where he feels so special and so unique and so just important that he's able to like put himself above others because he's had his head pumped full of all this juice you know like he's like the only child who everything he did was you know put on the fridge and phrased and it's gold and you know one like i like to think that he just like has a bunch of participation trophies all over his room you know that's what i was gonna say exactly yeah. that's funny maybe if you spent more time on your writing than fighting with your teachers your stories wouldn't suck so bad the fact that you don't understand them just proves their value to me i heard your family donated a building to notre dame and you still didn't get in Everyone's heard that story, Solange. Okay, it's boring. Just like your stories. Oh, next time I'll add necrophilia. That is so funny. Yeah, man, you you cru you just you crush it. Uh, uh, Y'all's relationship and really the whole pilot episode is sort of, you know, the motivation for for his characters is you. Everything's really about y'all's dynamic and what happens yeah. at the beginning and how it plays through. And um, I actually thought. Okay, maybe quick spoiler alert. I, I actually thought at the very end that you would come back around for the pilot. Like the last scene would be you as well, the way mm. it starts. Like y'all would have some sort of something and he'd just be like, Bartow, you mm. know, like some sort of, it, it's just great, man. You play it so well. He plays off you so well too. The second episode really kicks in uh, as well with that dynamic when you guys are sitting and going over like the writing notes and the other guys there, uh, Graham, I don't know. Uh, the name of the episode is that guy. Graham. Oh Saunders, yeah. George I Saunders. Yeah. George Saunders. That's what yeah, it yeah, was. That's right. God, he, yeah. Bob Odenkirk is so good, man. He really is. Um, he just so good. Again, everybody, even your friend, I think his name is Lester in the show. <laughs> yes. That guy is so good, dude. He plays off yeah. of you so well. Like, Bro, you guys are, I man, I can't wait to see where it goes. I know, I right? Really so can't. that guy, Jason, he was literally staying over my house last night. Like we're, no we're way. tight, we're tight in real life, and it's so, That's it's awesome. so fun. He's he's gonna go places, man. He's great. But I love I the like reading the scripts. It was like Christmas Day every time I got a script because wow, you don't know what's gonna happen, you don't know where it's gonna go, and they're like laugh out loud, funny, just on the paper. <laughs> and it's those dynamics of like you've got this kid Barto, who's like this <laughs> leader, and then everyone, like he's this horrible guy, but everyone <laughs> like worships him, and it's just it's terrible. It's so terrible to see, and it just makes Hank's life as a professor miserable. And it's just you know, the writers really dig the knife in deep and about making these characters' lives <laughs> miserable. It's so fun to watch. That's what works though, right? The more yeah. miserable, the more the more you're just digging into him, the more he's just like, what did you say? Like, what is yeah. going on? Like, stop yeah. talking. You know, I and I love it, dude. Like the line in the you know, this isn't ruining anything, but the in the pot right off the first bat where he's like, uh, Lester just says something like, um, he he makes my short list for Pulitzer. He's like, yeah. You can't make a short list for an award, you don't run. Okay, like, bro. <laughs> I mean, I'm just gonna say it again. I, I loved it, and you made my shortlist for the Pulitzer. You don't get to make a shortlist for someone else's award. Yeah, look, we are able to get under this guy's skin in a way that just that's fires it. him, fires yes. him up, you know. Yeah. And some yeah. people are able to pull up that wall and just, you know, be like, okay. But Hank, uh, it really like you hit him in the right spot, it rubs him the wrong way, and you just erupts. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. <laughs> No, the character is so good. Um, how do you prepare? Because again, like for people watching this, right? They're going to see you. And like, it's just not you. Like you are, I mean, you're good, man, because it's just, that is just such a good sign of a good actor, right? Like being outside of themselves. And, and we'll talk about your other projects too, which just shows your range, man. Um, because I watched uh, My Year of Dicks. I, oh, right uh, on. Okay. Uh, you know, watch some other uh stuff too and yeah man but but i want i'm curious just how you prepare for, for this type of role like what what is there out there that you can prepare for i was lucky because i had uh, quite a bit of time i had a couple months and barto was definitely 
really specific on the page. And it was something that I hadn't seen before of like, they wanted like a Gen Z like poser, like fake artsy, like fake deep. And I was like, I know this kid. Like I literally, <laughs> I, I have a friend, well, kind of a friend that like, I was really lucky because he was just, he's basically Bartow. Um, and I really based it off of him. So like, how he talks in like this slower, like deeper voice, like yeah, like <laughs> where in like he's just like pretends to be this starving, tortured artist, and it's like um, really pretentious. And like I had a friend like that, so that helps. But then also, I'd never been to college, and so I enrolled myself in a community college out here in California, Pasadena City College, and I started right taking uh, writing classes uh, at the college just to see, okay, what are college kids actually writing how do they communicate in class what are the teachers like and i'd go to these classes as bartow and like read i would write short stories and then read them to the class <laughs> like brutal short stories about like yeah uh -oh. necrophilia and like weird <laughs> like weird shit that i'm sure everyone was like who is this kid um <laughs> but i mean that was, i had a blast with that and then i remember like there, there was one time like the teacher was like okay everyone partner up and you're gonna read each other's stories and then just talk about them and I remember this poor kid got paired with me and I recorded our session and on my phone it's this voice of him trying to like give me advice about my story and um yeah it's really fun but that was a cool way to get into character of just going to this going to this class and you know um but other than that, you know, it's just filling in like, okay, what made Barto the way he is? It's like, he's this freshman, he's 18. What happened before here? And just like, that's the fun stuff, you know, like coming up like with, oh, he went to an all boys private school in Connecticut, you know, oh, his dad was away a lot at work in New York or whatever. So like just filling that in and taking the time um, to like, really build this life and also the book was a great reference too because there's some stuff in the book that didn't make it into the show that that's that's nice to have but yeah it was it was a really fun process creating him did that sound harsh i'll tell you what i'll smile through the rest of this you are here and even if your presence at this middling college in this sad forgotten town was some bizarre anomaly and you do have the promise of genius which i'll bet a kidney that you don't it will never surface I am not a good enough writer or writing teacher to bring it out of you. And how do I know that? How? Because I, too, am here at Railton College, mediocrity's capital. Well, you wanted me to talk more. I saw that uh, Peter Farley is a producer and he directed, mm -hmm. um, I think, these first two episodes. First two. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Did you get to meet? I mean, was he part of like the casting process? Obviously, he was on set and directing mm -hmm. and whatnot. But was mm -hmm. he part of the casting process, too? He was. You know, he doesn't do a lot of TV. He's a he's a movies man. Yeah. Um, and I mean, so I'm that a was... huge fan of that. Yeah, listen, Dude. I grew up on those movies. Freaking classic! Something about Mary, Dumb and Dumber. Like he's Kingpin, dude. Kingpin, like... thank you. Yes, Kingpin, <laughs> man. Like some of the classics that still, like I, it was fun to rewatch all those old movies, um, and they still hold up, and they're still so oh, yeah. great. Yes. Um, and yeah, and then also like in recent years, Green Book, like Green Book, sweeping correct. the Oscars with that, and. Um, he had a movie this year, The Greatest Beer Run Ever, that was yep. great. Um, that. Yeah, that was. I actually really enjoyed that on Apple, right? With Zac Efron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah with Zac Efron. Great. Yeah. So I mean, he's still just you know working nonstop, and you can tell he just loves it. It's like it's always a beautiful thing when you watch someone do what they're meant to do. Like they're put on this. Peter Farrelly was put on this earth to make movies. So when you get to watch him do his thing, it's um, it's just incredible. And but yeah, he was part of the casting process, which was definitely intimidating. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I, I mean, did this <laughs> trying to be funny in front of that guy, right? Like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. can't even oh. imagine. Oh, it's yeah, it's daunting for sure. Um, in front of everyone, too. So, like, a little insight into my casting process was basically like 
my rep sent me this audition and I read who was attached and I was like, there is no way I'm getting this. No way. <laughs> like, I was like, these guys are my heroes. This is way out of my league. But I was like, screw it. Like I'll, I'll, I'll give it my best shot. And I literally filmed, it was like a self tape. So like you record it at home and then you send it to them and then they watch it and uh, then they can decide or whatever. But I filmed it with my dad and I was staying in like a hotel and um i remember just loving the the audition scenes were the ones in the pilot the one where it's the classroom scene yeah and then the one where i'm like sitting at his doorstep like, yeah that's a sort great scene here. too bro. You, oh my god <laughs> um, yeah. but the, i was like oh this writing is awesome and it's really you know it's good writing when it's like it just feels natural you're not you don't have to force it it just flows out and it comes out and you know um, it's all all part of it, but I sent the tape in, and then they were like, "Well, let's let's have him on for a callback, like a a Zoom meeting." And so the Zoom was with Paul Lieberstein, who also played Toby in The Office. Um, oh no, yeah. shit! Yeah, oh, that guy. So Toby from The Office and, oh, <laughs> and Peter Farley. That's who I'm oh. looking at. And I got on the Zoom call, and like, I don't really get nervous anymore for auditions and stuff. But when I got on that call, I was shaking, like literally my like I, I, my hands were were going and like like i was just like out of breath and they had me do the scenes man i was like gonna throw up like and uh i'm getting like flashbacks right now but i just i remember i did it and i felt terrible i was like dude i blew it i freaking blew it i screwed this up like i was so close and then i just dropped i just felt like you know, I got so nervous and put on the spot and I just dropped the ball. And I remember like, I, that really stung because I was at a low point and I even considered like quitting acting. Like, honestly, like I called my parents and I was like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. I was like, I'm, this hurts too much. And um, I don't know if I can keep doing this. And they're like, all right, well, that's, that's your choice. Um, and so I remember like I had another audition of that week. I was like, this will be my last one. And I think I need to take a break. But then my reps called me like two weeks later and said, you got it. And I was like, what? what? Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect that call at all. Um, but I've got so many people to, to thank for that. For my reps and, you know, um, the people on the casting side and the producing side who believed in me and took a chance on me um and like i'm forever grateful for because this is like my first like big thing and like big studio network television show bigger role you know there has to they're putting a lot of trust in me um and so that that means the world like i'm never going to forget the people who who gave me my first shot Arto. I don't think you understand how hurtful what you said was. I was uncareful with my words. I'm sorry, Barto. <laughs> we cool? Yeah, we cool. I'm just gonna need that in writing. <clears throat> what? Um, your, your apology, I'm just gonna need that to be posted to the school newspaper's website with a signature. Um, any signature's fine, too. Would you accept any middle finger? Wow, what, what a great story, man. You know, you stuck with it, you persevered. Probably those nerves helped a little to some extent um that happens sometimes you know i bet there's other auditions as you go through your career you're like i crush that yes roll right you don't get Dude, the role. yeah it's always the ones that you're like ah, i don't know yeah and like it's weird in that way but yeah, yeah all the time i'll be like man i nailed that and yeah, <laughs> yeah nothing <laughs> like not even a callback thing it's like oh <laughs> Same, I get the same thing with the obviously way different sort of scenario, but that'll happen to me on a podcast where I finish. I just go, well, Patrick, you really fucked that up. You know, mm -hmm. like, way to go. Stupid questions. Stupid. Why'd you make that joke? Why'd you say right. that? And then, I, you know, hey, loved it. Great. Time. Okay. Well, fucking hell. Yeah, it performs um, really well. Yeah. 
you just you can't know we're control all the output fitting. yeah of yeah. course mm-hmm. and you just can't control the output i mean it's just that simple um you know i actually watched our interview that we did uh last time to prepare for this okay. and you you said something in your own interview i'm gonna repeat back to you and and that may, that may help you it's good <laughs> okay. good advice it was your advice okay. you know you're like man you just gotta do it put it out and it is what it is you know yeah that, that's it man there's really not much you just can't control what's going to happen with that. You do your best. As we mm-hmm. said, you just show up, do your best and leave it to them, right? Like leave it to them. And that, yeah. that's what it is. And yeah, man, great job. I feel really. like I have to learn that lesson over and over. I was just like, because control is something that's like really something I value as, as an artist and as an actor and like having to let go of that and like open yourself up to collaboration and, and others because you know, it's like, it's not, you gotta, like, I, this was a learning lesson for me on this project is like learning my place in the scheme of things, learning that like, it's a puzzle and everyone's a part of it. And I'm one little piece as Bartow. And that like, that's, that's all I can control is what happens between action and cut. Everything else is just, I can't control it. So don't, don't worry about it. And, um, Clearly, these other people know what they're doing because when you watch the show, it's it's great and um, and yeah. But that's it's definitely not not an easy thing to do. Oh man, you know you're not gonna you don't know what take they're gonna use. You don't know how yeah. much of it. You don't know what's gonna get yeah. cut. You know all these different things. Uh, absolutely, man. And and also you don't even know what the other actor potentially could just throw a wrench in it and change it up on you know. And you're in the moment. You got to go with yeah. it. You know how many setups they're gonna do if they're like, oh, we're done. You're like, can we not get one more take? I. I I wasn't really, you know, exactly, but they know, they know whoever's running, they know, man, they know, man, they see it and they know. And when they feel like they got it, if you ever work with Clint Eastwood, I've heard this story from other actors on here. They're just like, he does like one take and that's it. One take. That's right. Moving on. (laughs) That is crazy. Yeah. That is so crazy to me. Um, But yeah, that's, I mean, that's a testament to Peter. He's like, he's, he's not going to move on from a scene unless he knows he got what he wanted and he's able to have this vision over everything yeah and this end goal this finish line that's like he knows what he wants and it's crazy like my brain doesn't work that way my brain doesn't work like a director it works like an actor and so i'm just like that's a mystery to me to see how <laughs> see how that works but it's oh, crazy funny. what kind of notes um did he give you any sort of feedback while you guys were shooting you know your scenes and stuff like curious what kind of notes he he sort of gives like be funny this way or i don't know yeah i'm curious well honestly he's he's really he's really specific and so there were even times when like something wasn't working and like i just asked him like how do you how do you want this to be done and he'd be like well you know say it say it like this and then i would just say it like he does and so there's some moments in there a, a couple lines where I'm like, oh, that's just Peter. Like, that's uh, <laughs> that's Peter's genius coming out. Um, like little, I mean, and it's little things too. But he would open the floor to improv because you've got these great improvisers like like Bob Odenkirk and Brian Husky who plays George Saunders and Oscar Nunez oh, yeah. who is yes. Oscar from The Office. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, he would. They love to play and they love to play around and. Um, Bob would throw in a random line and especially in those classroom scenes, like Bob was always trying to get us to laugh and get us to break. <laughs> and he would, uh, he would throw in some, you know, stinger line here or there. And um, yeah, but Peter's, Peter's really loose with his directing. I remember there was the scene where uh, we're in the office with my parents, with Oscar Um we were filming Oscar and we did that whole thing. And then we filmed us. Um, and then Oscar said all to say his lines though. And then Peter was like, Oh dude, now you're in the groove. Let's put it back on Oscar. And so just like, he's really like, has that eye of like when the actor's in their groove, when they're get when they're at their best and Oscar hit his stride after he'd been doing it for a bit and went back and filmed it again. And when I saw that, I was like, okay, I can really put my trust in this guy to know that, He's going to make us look good and he's going to, you know, make sure this story is being told the right way. Could you please just for once say something? Workshops like this are based on the idea of peer review. Guided review. Trying to guide. 
Jen. Professor, I don't mean to gang up on you, but you should know, besides calling our names to read, you barely said anything in an hour and a half. Well, I couldn't help but notice a wandering point of view within basically structuralist sentences. Uh, no, my, my point of view doesn't wander. Well, it switches mid-sentence from the president to the chief of staff, then back, then back. And... Yeah, on purpose. Well, you risk distancing the reader. I happen to think that risk is worth the reward. What's the reward? Okay, um, the reward is I'm, I'm exposing the flow of a different collected consciousness, you know? I'm calling it ultra-omniscience. That's a cool word. You really crush it in it. Like, you're really funny, man, in this thing. Thanks, like, ge genuinely funny, not just like, oh, that was a funny lot. Like, your whole character, your whole aura, your all your scenes, you really shine for me in the second episode where the the, you know, you guys are outside dining and you're talking about, is this a club? And that that whole just that exchange in and of itself. I don't think this is a club. This could be. It could be a club. Yeah, it's a club. Lester, your friend. Mm -hmm. Like he's the best. <laughs> that guy. I swear. He, he. That that's what makes it work. Is everybody funny? It's like the character it, it, dynamic. Yeah. 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 It 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 just elevates everybody. As soon as he's funny, you're funnier, and like it just boom boom mm -hmm. boom boom boom. Yeah, man, y'all are crushing it. It's really great. I love it. Um, I can't wait to see. What happens more, you know, with your character, everybody's care, just all the dynamics, like you said, with the professors and the writing's really good. There's some really funny stuff um, and even some interesting shots and um, in the show, which I liked, too. You don't typically see where they try to do something dynamic right with the camera. And it's nothing yeah. too crazy, but they do a few things. I thought oh, that that adds to it. I, I Yeah, I really it's a really good show, man. Obviously, it has great reviews online people are loving it uh the show especially audience scores are like through the roof on this thing man um so that that must be just super exciting yeah it's it, especially because it's not like i feel like a lot of tv now is based on like previous ip of you know a character or a superhero or a world or whatever and this is something that's like you know you've got the book but it doesn't even have the same title and it's not sticking to the book we're using that world but you know, it's something that is really fresh and new. And uh, it's like, it it's like a little small world. You're just in this classroom with these teachers and these kids. And and that's where we're staying. We're not going to the moon. There's no uh, <laughs> aliens, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, funny. it's like this little small contained world that I think is, is fresh because, you know, I've just noticed that everything's trying to one up itself and like we're we're here on planet earth and exploring that and it's it's a beautiful thing did you get all the scripts for the entire season or did those just come to you oh yeah we them? got them I, we got the i think i just got the first episode and didn't know where it was gonna go um and then i read the book um but then it was like every like few weeks we get the next episode and um so yeah, I don't even think the writers knew where it was headed. They were just like, we filmed the pilot and then, you know, they got to know us as people and it's our characters. And then they just went to town, like having fun, like, oh, Leaning what relationships? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like what relationships are going to be fun to explore? Yeah. What would be enjoy Like how would the audience enjoy, you know, seeing Hank do this or, or whatever. And um, yeah. And then hopefully, I mean, fingers crossed that we get a season two and we get to explore, you know, even more of that. Oh my God. That would be a shame if this does not get a season. Two. I know. Right. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I hope. This is like legitimately a good show. And I, I typically don't watch a lot of TV stuff and not for the reason you mentioned about the binging and all that I'm old school. So I, I don't mind the, the week to week. I actually prefer that to be honest with you. Um, because when I used to bit, when something would binge, it's like one weekend and then it's out of your mind. And, and then you got to wait like two years to get the next day. Like, screw that. I, right, I like right. the week, uh, you know, like The Last of Us. I don't know if you watched that show. Like, I like that they was week after week and you yeah, see that yeah, momentum yeah. building and, uh, you know, that sort of thing. You should try to get on that show, man. That show is, that's a kid show too. It's funny. I actually auditioned for that. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't get it, obviously, but uh, got an audition. I remember like. Uh, I think you're too young yeah. for Pedro Pascal's character. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little. 
I know. I actually auditioned. I auditioned for his daughter, and they didn't want me. Yeah. For some reason, <laughs> I don't know. Oh man, no, you did. It was, down, it was actually down to me and her, and they. Yeah, yeah. Her, I'm, I'm not bitter about it or anything. Yeah, it's for fine. sure. Uh, yeah, she's okay. I guess. I guess she does all right. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, man. Uh, great casting. It starts with the casting, and I'm sure the people you're working with obviously know that. And and that should make you feel good about your audition and how you got cast because they, they could just tell this is the guy. Th this is him. Regardless of what you're putting out, they see past that. They see past the lines. They see past your nerves. You know what I mean? They've been doing this too long. They see past all that. And they can see who you are and, and how you're going to fit. And, and they just, you killed it. They killed it. Yeah, man. Much props again to you uh, for, for this you. whole thing. Yeah, this is amazing. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough show to cast because you've got all these. It's a whole ensemble of characters, but I can't see any other actor playing any of the the characters. They all really shine in their roles. And, you know, we shot it in Vancouver. And a lot of those actors are just Vancouver locals that, you know, we're now bringing onto onto screen that it's really it's like really cool that, you know, they're, they're, it's not just that whole A-list cast. We've, we're bringing sure. fresh faces to the screen, which is awesome. You'll know when true excellence presents itself because the mediocre will be in confederacy against that person. I'm paraphrasing the confederacy of dunces to make a point about excellence. Something I think we should all be entitled to, no matter who we are or where we're from. Is this a club or something? I'm just trying to eat my lunch. This is not a club. Maybe it is. You're right. Maybe it is. I do want to jump into. Um, well, this is quite a transition. My year of dicks. Uh, My year of that, dicks. That, yeah. That, yeah, man. <laughs> that <laughs> again. This shows your range. Uh, why don't you tell people uh, a little bit about this? It's a short film that was uh, mm -hmm. nominated for an Oscar this year, man. So yeah. I don't have a hat on, but my hat's off to you for that. <laughs> Thanks, Patrick. That's already, already you're an Oscar-nominated shit. I mean, what the? <laughs> Dude, okay. So that project is, I'm glad you're bringing that one up because that is uh, a project based in Texas roots. Um, this woman, Pamela Ribbon, she wrote this book called Notes to Boys about her. She used to write Notes to Boys in high school, and she would keep all the first drafts and then she discovered them one day and wrote this book where you get to read her middle school and high school minds. Um, and she has this hilarious commentary on it and it's a great read, but that was growing up in Texas in the nineties. And um, she got approached about turning it into an animated show for um, Hulu um, produced by FX. And so that's what she sought out to do. And it was it came from my Texas agent and I was going to record in Texas, but I ended up recording out here in L.A. Um, but when I got it, it was for this platform called Cake, which is like for, on FX, which is on Hulu. But like it shows it showcases like animated shorts and little series or little movies or what have you. Um, and so that's where it was going to end up. And basically we recorded like five episodes and um then they got busy animating and through the process of animating and covid and stuff they ended up dropping the platform of cake where we were going to wow. end up releasing so we had nowhere to go and then i remember pam we went out to lunch and she was like yeah i think we're gonna um market it as like a short film and try and go for the oscars and i was like yeah okay yeah good luck <laughs> good luck with that um but so i was like yeah you you do your thing but i mean she did it she freaking did it i mean that's that's the crazy thing is like this it's a fully female-led project you've got female writer female director female producing and that's awesome these three women are freaking badasses like yeah everyone needs to watch out they they are gonna Hell take yeah. over hollywood and like they um they just freaking did it they are go-getters they are creators and some of the most amazing artists ever and this story like has just touched so many people and that's all kudos kudos to those three women who were able to make that happen yeah it's phenomenal really really it's a great short film it's 
kooky. It's crazy. It's it's emotional. It's hilarious too. Like I can see. I mean, it, you just start watching that. Wow, and the animation's really good. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't know who did the animation. Like, what studio did did the animation for it? But it, it reminded me of um, of um. Oh gosh, what what are the? I just interviewed this this animation studio too, Minnow Mountain that did uh, oh my God, Pat. Oh, the Apollo. Yeah, the Apollo. Yeah, Richard uh, Linklater. Film. Richard yeah, Linklater. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, I'm an yeah, idiot. Yeah. So I interviewed. You're good. You're good. I interviewed the the people that run that studio because they got in trouble with the Oscars too. They right. were denied. I don't know. You heard that whole story, right? They got yeah. They I listened weren't to allowed that to. Yeah, they were right. They weren't allowed to do their. Uh, Whatever it wasn't considered animation, right? And I just mm -hmm. thought, that's weird, right? But I'm watching that the my year of dicks like this looks very similar. Like, how did this get? Like, what's the pro where is the process from the Oscars for animation? Yeah. They're inconsistent here. <laughs> it's know? crazy. Yeah, there was even that for the feature this year. Marcel the Shell, like they had some backlash about this isn't animated, and it's like okay, there's animation can be anything. That's you know this. I would I never really paid attention to animation. Uh, very closely until doing this project and it's open all these doors and I have so much respect for these these creators and these animators and it it, it as an art form yeah um, for sure yeah because I feel like a lot of people write it off and oh it's it's kids movies it's whatever but it can be so so much more and the animators for my year of dicks um the director Sada she just got to like she has all these friends that she does animation with and she just got to hire her friends and so oh that's awesome the short if you watch it it's um put into five different chapters and each yeah. chapter is made by a different animator so it's got their own uh, i did not style. know that wow mm -hmm. so and that's she just cool. let them run wild she was like this is what the characters kind of look like do your thing and it. so that's why every episode is like a whole it's different, different vibe yeah and it worked so well because there's each chapter is its own little story and its own little theme. And yeah, the animators just got to bring their their voice to it. And and it's kind of long for a short, right? I, yeah. I, I guess I don't know really the history, but I was expecting 10, 12 minutes, 22 minutes. And that's a lot for animation, right? And like the story. Yeah, yeah man. No, totally. That I mean, that came from the fact that it was going to be a show first. So... Sure. Okay. But you see Maybe, those. Yeah. Okay. I you see it. those segments. Those were supposed to be like little episodes, but then we had these episodes and we didn't know what to do with them, so we combined them and had those added in those little transitions. I say we. They. They, they did all yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did not pick up the pencil and do and do yeah. that. It's all that, but or come up with that. <laughs> Literally. So like, it's so funny. Like people coming up to me and or congratulating me and i'm like literally like i went into a booth for three hours and said some lines you need to be congratulating these amazing folks but i love talking about the project and uh you know getting it out there and letting people go see it because it's such an important film in the way that it's from um it's from the female lens it's from the female gaze so you get the perspective of this you know high school girl trying to lose her virginity in the 90s and it is stories like that you don't see you don't see those stories and so I, everyone i meet i'm just like watch this like i want to show it you know if i have kids one day i think they should show it in like high school sex ed just like wow that's hilarious <laughs> you know i think it's Not a wrong. really authentic and honest look at you know what it's like and it made me think back on my high school years and you know how i treated people and you know what it's like and yeah it's uh but it's it shows it in a fun way it's not like shoving it down your throat you know sure. um sure. but yeah it's it's a it's a beautiful film he said that we were better as friends and i just don't get it okay tell me the truth did i do anything did you did you see me do something stupid i don't know did you mean tonight or are we talking about years shut up <laughs> gross you just snotted on me no i didn't <laughs> you did look it's on my face <laughs> I don't see anything. Oh yeah. I mean, I went to high school in the nineties. I graduated in 98. So for me, it's like literally right in my time period. Uh, yeah, it, it really is a great, you know, again, I don't want to ruin anything. I just, I love the way it ends. I love the way it goes. Um, 
it's just a great you do a great job everyone does a great <clears throat> job in that like it's and you know animation is this interesting because you can tell the story so differently right what you can do what you can show with animation right you can really yeah. bring out what's in the head onto the screen yeah. right and on film and we feel you can't really do that right unless you get super creative and get cgi all this stuff but animation right. just has this way of um moving you around and taking you different places um in a way that just you know a standard whatever camera and stuff can do so that's what makes it interesting and that kind of story really lends itself uh to something like that so i'm actually you know it's cool to know that they chose that medium right to tell that story because that could have been some whatever show and it you know mm -hmm. cast all these real people and get them in high school that it just it worked really well uh with the animation and and yeah there's some man there's just some amazing scenes i i, I gotta be honest i got a little uncomfortable uh, a few yeah. times i'm just mm -hmm. like oh these are kids i don't this is i don't like this i don't you know mm -hmm. oh my god okay they're doing things i don't this is, i don't know should i be watching <laughs> right. this like right. I, I don't know uh you know uh right. and and honestly art like that right that's kind of confronting you and pushing you and you know i'm in it for the ride fuck it you know mm -hmm. I, I'll, I'll take mm -hmm. it I, i'll go with it and i don't mind art like that that pushes me and makes me a little uncomfortable and but when it's done Wow, that was great, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Congrats to these women. Like you said, uh, we need more mm -hmm. stories like that. Happy to hear yep. more people getting opportunities who haven't gotten opportunities. Um, yeah. All about that. So that's awesome, man. And glad that Same you were here. there to support. And man, you're on a run here, dude. I'm. I feel so lucky to be a part of that project. That's some of the work that I'm most proud of to like have my name on and to say, sure. yeah, I'm. I stand with this. I'm a part of this. You know, that's my team. Those are my people. I back them all the way man i just got a show with bob odenkirk or bob odenkirk i'm starring in uh with peter farley got this oscar nominated short i can just see your feet kicking up right now just like yep you're gonna have a pipe and like a, a you know one of these <laughs> like robes all of yeah. a sudden yeah like all of a sudden like things have changed patrick i've come a long way you know, like, <laughs> well, look man that's why like i want you to know like when you first reached out for me to come on your show, it was such a big deal to me and it meant so much that like, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm still not anybody, like I'm not anyone special or anything like that, but for you to reach out and say like, Hey, I want to talk to you about your thing. That meant the world to me, you know, when I just feel like, you know, that, that was just so special. And so like, I want to like, for you to be there from the start and, you know, just like give me a voice and give me a platform and want to talk to me that like that means so much and like just love your show and like love you guys and like for giving me that chance you know it means so oh, much good. please of course uh you know i'm i'm just a normal dude i for me it's just about talking to fun people i don't really care so much what they've accomplished it's more just interesting stories and you just had such an interesting story you know it's it, it's i'm not a celebrity I'm not out here looking at people like that. You know what I mean? This hierarchy or ladder. Mm -hmm. Man, mm -hmm. I talk to all kinds of people from all, you know, strokes a lot. And it's just, yeah, man, you're a great guy. It's like, you're a great dude. You're doing great things. And I, I honestly, it really makes me happy to know in that industry, good people getting opportunities. You know what I mean? Good, genuine people, man. I, you know, listen to our interview that we did originally every answer you were giving my respect was just going like this for you because it's just so unexpected at your age to think the way you were thinking and do the things you were doing. So obviously it's paying off like that sort of, and you don't even mean to do it. That's the best part. You're just being you, you know, it's great, man. So yeah, you deserve all of this that, that's coming your way, man. Like for real, you, you really do. And and not just you're a good guy, but now you can see you actually got it. You can put it on the screen. You can make it happen, right? All these camera setups and they got everybody going and, okay, Jackson, go, right? You're like, oh my God, fuck, now it's time. You got it, dude. It's in you. Thanks, you have you. it. You know you can do it. No, I am telling you no, okay? Yeah. My mom's been waiting long enough. Let's go. Sam, wait.
uh, you know, I won't take up too much more time, man, but I know you got uh, this other project, right? That you shot this pilot. I mean, again, just a waterfall here of uh, yeah, man. things. Uh, uh, it's called uh, Witch Mountain, right? Mm-hmm. On Disney. It's going to come out on Disney Plus. Disney Plus. That's right, man. Yeah. So it's based off the so... old IP, right? Of just. Yes. All yeah. of the, the. Yeah. They're doing something new with it, though. So that it originally was a book from the 1960s. And then they came out with a movie in the 70s and then I think a sequel in the 70s and one in the 80s and then one in like 2009 with The Rock. <laughs> um, I, I, saw, I saw that one. I remember watching that one. With, uh, I remember that yeah. one as a kid. Like, yeah, I think I had it on like a DVD player in my car or like, in a little, <laughs> you know, watching on the screen. Like, sure. all right, shut up, kids. Watch this. <laughs> but um, yeah, they're doing something new with it, though, which I'm not going to say what it is, but because it'll spoil things, but it's definitely something new. And I think with the modern technology, we're able to tell that story in a way that is on a grander scale that you haven't seen before. And um, yeah, obviously, I don't know if it's going to come to fruition. We just shot the pilot and we're waiting to hear back, but you know, fingers crossed on that. You feel good about everything you did on it? and everything Yeah, like, no, yeah. We, we had some great people working on it and um Disney knows what they're doing, so I'm full trust I mean, in them. You know, I if think they see got a track it, record, I you know, yeah, I'm not too sure. Yeah, a couple yeah. good things. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but you know, if they see something good in it, they see a potential. That's awesome. But if they if they are like, oh, this isn't for us, then that's also the right decision. And you know, you just got to trust that whatever happens is the right thing to do, and just keep going. How was it working with? Uh, saw D- uh, Dallas Bryce Howard is in it. Yeah, so she. I don't have any scenes with her in that, but I did get to meet her and she is just like who you want to be your mom. Like <laughs> She just comes up and gives you a hug and is like, have you eaten today? And you're like, yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> like, makes you feel all warm and fuzzy. And yeah, she's a beautiful human. Oh man. I have a quick story about her. I, I oh yeah. Uh, so I used to live up in uh, Philly mm-hmm. and um, I didn't, wasn't necessarily wanted to be an actor, but I was just like, what's it like to be on a movie set? So my cousin and I, we just got in a couple movies like as extras, just, okay. you know, whatever. I don't know how we did it. And one of them was famously M. Night Shyamalan. It shoots all his films right there in, uh, you know, Pennsylvania, specifically Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was in Lady in the Water. She, okay. was in, she was in that movie. So I remember being on set. She had done The Village first with M. Night. And that was like her big break. And she crushed. That's such a great movie. She crushed it in that role. And so I remember being on the set of uh, of Lady in the Water. But at the time, it's all secretive. So I had no idea what was going on. I just, I'm there. I see the sets. I see everything. I'm just like, this is, what is this movie? You know, like, because I'm not getting a script, you know. Um, you right. know? So I'm just, I'm just, you know, we're all curious what, what is happening. And I remember her coming out in like this crazy outfit and all this, ma- you know, I was just like, what? is this movie i remember her being so nice she was just the just like you said she was the nicest person yeah. uh on the planet really genuinely and to us as extras we're nobodies you know um hanging out there and she was just so sweet and so nice and yeah i'll never forget that uh that was just fun yeah. to be on a movie set uh to be honest with you at that time M. Night so was cool. a hero of mine signs right. uh signs is still it's in my top five movies of all time. Wow. I yeah. love Signs. That is a fucking great movie. And yeah, man, she's just such a sweet person. And I saw that you were around and thought, oh, that's cool. Uh, and she, her career is obviously doing well. She's done great things. I'm really happy uh, yeah. for that. Yeah, right. She's she's mm-hmm. crushing it. Listen, you're going to have a big... big Can we... Do you on. remember what scenes you are in that movie? I want to like fast forward and like... Look oh, dude. I'm only... <laughs> my back. My back is in it. I, I spent right. a week on the movie and only thing that ended up in the final cut is like this party scene. It's raining. It's like halfway through the movie and I can tell it's me, but no one You're else. Like, I remember being like, that's, that's me. Yeah, I was like, that's me. Oh, you see I my swear. whole body and everything. Like I'm walking up the stairs, but my face never shows up. Well, do you have anything? I mean, I don't want to anything you can't talk about publicly, but before we go here, like anything else that you have anything else you have coming out or you've done jesus christ listen to me man. Like you've already shared enough here um those are the things i'm most excited about yeah just the more uh episodes of lucky hank they come out on amc plus on streaming on thursdays and on cable tv on amc on sundays 
And there's eight episodes. First two are out now. I don't know when this will air, but um, yeah, check the show out. Go check out My Year of Dicks on Hulu. And uh, hopefully we can talk about Witch Mountain <laughs> next year. <laughs> that there we go. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I can't imagine uh, that they don't grab that, to be honest with you. It's just such a good That's what I'm saying. You know, IP. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man, for sure. I'm, I'm excited to see, because uh, I read a little bit about, um, I think it was in Variety, a little bit about your character and you know sort of what it's supposed to mean and and whatnot and yeah it, it all sounds great it just sounds um yeah it sounds exciting um and my year of dicks uh you can actually watch it on the website too uh the full they have oh full, yeah yeah full short on there as well so for people that don't have hulu or whatever st- watch this short it is Stop well yeah, worth watching it like it's re it, you can see why this thing got nominated uh for an oscar for sure man so man yeah jackson you know my best to you man thank you for thanks you know, patrick pulling it together after an all-nighter over here <laughs> uh it won't be the last right like enjoy life man you're young enjoy it just don't let it get in the way of your work of course i'm sure you know that um yeah that, that's not the story i want to read is uh you know that sort of thing it just tumble yeah. down right uh some crazy uh you just you're just not that kind of guy, man. Like just I could just Dude, I'm you. a grandpa. I just sit at home and watch documentaries. <laughs> 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 uh yeah, I really do not have an exciting life at all. Can't wait for everything. Um, please check out Lucky Hank. Uh you said AMC, right? AMC, yeah. Be good, brother. Take we'll care. talk soon. All right. All right, see you, man. Bye. Peace. Okay, responding to each other's thoughts. It's not a mistake. It certainly was. Let's put aside the multiple points of view and the wandering tents and the conversations that seem to happen via telepathy and even put aside the chief of staff's necrophilia. Okay, well, then there's no story. Do you know what I mean when I say distance the reader? Of course I do, but that's my choice to make, as it is every writer's, as, as it was um, Chaucer's choice. You know, who's, who's writing, I actually find really distancing. Yeah, well, less so, because he was writing in Middle English, and it's a tricky thing comparing yourself to Chaucer. Yeah. We don't know that I'm not the next Chaucer. We do know. All due respect, you would not know. All due respect, I can't would know. All right, guys, hope you enjoyed that episode with Jackson Kelly. Be prepared. Our next episode is going to be with Bob Schneider. Yes, the man who does our intro and outro to the show. Austin music legend. Um, I would probably call him a, a a distant friend in the sense that we're sort of professional friends, I guess I'd say. It's not like we hang out and and drink beers. Uh, one, I don't drink beers. And two, he's sober. So I'm not sure why I said that, but you know what I mean? Great guy. I, I, I can't say enough about Bobby. Such a wonderful person in the industry. He's always willing to, to help out and just always be there. And he always just says, hey, I always say, Bob, you want to do this? Sure. You know, he's not an overtly, uh, you know, um, emotional guy, at least through email or text. That's the funny thing. But when you get him uh, talking, uh, he's just a he's my favorite person to talk to. I, I got to say that he's just so much fun to talk to. And instead of just going down this crazy rant that Bob and I would usually go down in our shows where it could get out of hand, some might say, um, I decided to take his most popular album called Lonely Land. And what we did is I asked, we basically went track by track to Lonely Land. And he tells stories, uh, you know, about each track and how it came about and maybe something special about it, right? A quirky story or something, uh, um, you know, that ties to it. And then just the overall story of how the actual album came together. Um, So it's a, absolutely and how the you know album was received and that sort of thing it's a wonderful episode this is a format we're going to use moving forward for other musicians and bob was sort of the guinea pig and he was game to do it i could tell he was really into it and telling these stories even 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 when he would say i don't really have a story for that next thing you know he's telling this amazing story so he's just dropping amazing story after amazing story i was enthralled uh i almost forgot that you know, we were recording a podcast because I was really just enthralled uh, with that interview. And of course, Bob famously dated uh, Sandra Bullock in the late 90s. And as, as I've known Bob for five years and we've had several, 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 several conversations. And I've it's something I've never asked him about 
not not that I don't care. I, I kind of don't care. I mean, that's his love life, right? I, I don't really get into people's love lives, really, unless they bring it up. Um, it's just not really my thing, you know. So but this is the first time he's really talked about this that I've seen, to be honest with you, uh, in any interviews he's done. So, you know, new things you've never heard from Bob. And if you're a big Bob fan, you know, that's a big deal, right? To hear some sort of new information or new stories. Um, and maybe you have heard some of these. Um, but anyway, it's a phenomenal story. Great. Cannot wait for y'all to hear it. So Lonely Land with Bob Schneider. That's the next episode coming out. Um, and as always, thank you so much for listening and watching. We really do appreciate it. Can't do it without you. And of course, don't forget, we'll put all the links to Jackson Kelly's uh shows interviews um everything you need for that guy to to stay and follow him don't forget lucky hank on amc check it out it comes out on hulu too um i think they got the pilot episode on youtube you can watch for free um i mean you can't miss it it's a phenomenal show it's absolutely hilarious and jackson is hilarious man that guy is so good he really is just hilarious so anyway Thank y'all so much for watching. We'll see you next time. Lone Star Plate. I'm Patrick Scott Armstrong. Stay Lone Star. You've been listening to the Lone Star Plate podcast with your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. For more info, go to lonestarplate.show.